Hello, welcome to episode number 40 of Self-Improvement and Spirituality in Practice, Blooming with Gracie Who. Today I'm going to talk about conflict between subpersonalities. When I talk about sabotaging subpersonalities, or simply subs, I mean a new concept that you won't see around. These are autonomous and intelligent entities in the psyche which act behind the scenes of the unconscious to create someone's reality. They can repel people and situations and are far more powerful than limiting beliefs. I have been studying and dealing with them for several years, during which time I developed a method not only to identify them, but also to work with them to end the process of sabotage in my client's life. And the results have been quick and successful. The point is that it is common to have two or three dominant subs, and there are cases where they might be in conflict with each other to see who gets in charge. Come listen to this episode to learn more. Gracie here. I've been a therapist and a spiritual teacher for 19 years, an astrologer with more than 30 years of studies and practice, and I'm also an independent spiritualist from Brazil. Did you know that the cause of everything in your life is within you? Yes. And to change the effects, you need to work on the cause. Do you want to understand certain situations in your life and change your reality for the better? So stay here and let's have a conversation. In my practice as a therapist who uses the birth chart to identify challenges in life as well as sabotaging subpersonalities, I have seen several cases of conflict between subs. Sometimes there are two fighting for recognition and power, but there may be more in the same dispute. So imagine the war, the person trying to get control of their life striving to achieve certain results and not succeeding. Over time, they become, of course, more and more frustrated, disappointed, unmotivated, and maybe even angry. And within them, hidden in their unconscious, are the subs equally fighting for dominance and causing disastrous effects on the person's life through acts of sabotage. Remembering that the forces and intelligence of the unconscious create our reality, attracting or repelling people and situations. The most common is for the individual to accept one sub and deny the others. And what is the sub that they allow to be expressed in the world? The one that they consider socially correct, which is usually better accepted, appreciated, and even admired by other people and by society. Of course, nobody likes to be rejected, right? Especially if the person is needy and has low self-esteem. So it is natural that there is a greater identification with the coolest sub 
The person takes their side and supports them when playing out their social roles as a father, mother, son, daughter, spouse, friend, employee, or whatever. And that's most of the day, of course, when they are in contact with other people or exposing themselves on social media because everybody wants to be accepted. So that's why they play nice most of the time, at least, right? <laughs> the other subs, which cause them embarrassment and shame, are denied and repressed. The point is that our unconscious forces need and want to be recognized, accepted and respected. And when that doesn't happen, they revolt. And to be very honest, anger is a powerful fuel for a neglected sub. I'll give two examples of this kind of conflict between sabotaging subs. And if you don't know what they are, because this concept is so new, there is another episode on my podcast explaining about them and two more episodes giving 14 examples of subs, including the ones I'm going to cite here today and explaining how they work. A conflict that is quite common is between a nice sub, which may be one I call sister of charity, and another considered bad, which may be Maleficent or Cruella referring to those two movies because using this image of Maleficent or Cruella you can have a clear idea of how that sub behaves, right? How is their personality, how they act and think and even feel. So that's why I use those names to describe them. Maleficent or Cruella, it doesn't matter. Just because, you know, this movie Cruella was released recently when I'm recording this podcast and I watch it and it's really interesting. I have this point of view of a therapist and it's a good movie. I recommend it and it inspired me to talk about the subject in this episode, subpersonalities in conflict. So what we see is the good one, the good sub, is really cool. Notice my ironic tone, right? She's so lovely. She does everything to help others and please them. She's very helpful and generous. She willingly donates her time and energy. She doesn't know how to say no because she's so good. And that's why she's abusable. Other people fools her very easily because also she's very naive when dealing with people. She's so good and she believes everybody is as good as her, but that's not reality, right? People really abuse her because she lets them abuse her or she allows herself to be abused. And because she has low self-esteem, she's insecure, passive, fearful, and often feels powerless and weak in the face of life's challenges. But see, this type of behavior of being the good girl may have been imposed from an early age by parents who saw the child as a kind of social trophy. And this is very common to see parents using their children as what I call social trophy. So the less annoyance the good girl gave and the more praise she got from others, 
the more the parents felt gratified for having done a good job. So can you see how behind this sub there is a good deal of vanity and a great need to be approved and liked? So the good girl, afraid of being called selfish, insensitive and mean, she goes to great lengths to please everyone. And this character works very well. And that's why the person consciously accepts it, identifying with the image of a good person and appreciated by others. It's just convenient to have that good sub dominating and acting in life. Because the person herself needs to be appreciated to feel worthy. So, as you can see, deep down this sub and the person are driven by vanity, convenience and emotional need. But both pay a very high price because they force themselves to swallow a lot of frustration and anger in life. After all, it's not good to show irritation, impatience and losing control in a rage, isn't it? They themselves are horrified when they see someone explode or even worse, when they cannot hold back a rage. Because that kind of behavior, you know, is not so well accepted by other people. If you show your anger and patience and uh, rudeness, maybe the people won't probably like you that much. <laughs> They will more likely be afraid of you and avoid you in the future, <laughs> right? And it is precisely at these times that the evil sub emerges with all its strength and indignation. Because frustration, when accumulated, after a while turns into anger and can even evolve into hate. And those extreme moments are when the other sub, repressed until then, comes up to put firm limits on situations of abuse, for example. Because the person reaches the point where she herself can't stand certain situations anymore. She gets tired of accepting certain things passively and that's when her defense instinct, the bad sub, takes over to fearlessly face whoever or whatever it takes to enforce the person's will. So see, this maleficent or Cruella sub is not evil actually. She's strong, bold, brave, very confident and decisive. She knows very well what she wants and what she doesn't want. And she has no patience with weak and fearful people. For that very reason, she despises the good girl. She's irreverent and not afraid to speak her mind. In fact, she doesn't care about pleasing anyone. She's definitely not a pleaser like the good girl or the sister of charity, sub. She is herself and is proud of her own strength and power. She doesn't lower herself to anyone, doesn't humiliate herself, doesn't accept crumbs of attention or affection. Definitely not an emotional beggar who lives on alms. Proud? Yeah, you can say that, but I rather say she has a keen sense of dignity. Because, see, people in this spiritual or religious field or psychological field usually consider pride as a bad thing, relating it to the ego, right? But in my opinion, it depends on how it is manifested. 
if someone is manifesting proud as arrogance, for example, trying to put others down to feel better and superior to them, that is not a good thing, right? Because it's negative in terms of the effects. You are not helping other people in this process. You are, you know, humiliating them. But if you use pride as a defense mechanism to affirm a sense of dignity, then it is a good thing because you won't beg for other people's attention, approval, affection, or whatever, right? Because you know who you are and you don't lower yourself. You don't humiliate yourself. You don't accept to be in certain situations that are harmful to you somehow, right? So pride can be a good thing if it gives you a sense of dignity, like the case here with Maleficent or Cruella. She is a love me or hate me type, but she doesn't go unnoticed and inspires respect when not fear. That's why the person with this sub denies and represses it for fear of expressing it and being rejected by others by showing that indomitable and fearless side of themselves, which a lot of people don't like, by the way. The point is that such a powerful sub cannot be ignored or neglected. The person knows she has this inside her. She can feel it, but she consciously suppresses it with great effort. And what happens then? Driven by hatred and the desire for revenge for being constantly rejected and disrespected, this sub goes on the attack. Behind the scenes of the unconscious, she uses her power and believe me, she's very powerful. So she uses her power and wit to create veritable acts of sabotage in the person's life. And she can be really bad acting with refinements of cruelty. When in my experience as a therapist dealing with that kind of sub, I had the opportunity to see them describing to me and to my clients, of course, because uh, they are conscious all the time during the session. I don't use hypnosis. So it's so interesting and even fun to listen to them describing uh, with really refinement all those acts of cruelty they did to sabotage the client's life. And they can be really, you know, ironic and sarcastic. But since this sub is so intelligent, it's interesting to talk to them and see what are their reasons for acting that way. So, my dear listener, in a fight between a weak and powerless sub and a strong and powerful one, you can deduce which one has the most advantage, right? And it is with pleasure that Maleficent or Cruella will do what she can to leave the sister of charity and the person very frustrated and even humiliated in front of the world. Never underestimate this sub.
Just because she doesn't show up very often, it doesn't mean that they are not there very aware of what the person is doing and how much they are being denied and repressed and rejected. They are just waiting. They are kind of cold, actually, you know, in terms of waiting for the exact moment to put their plans of revenge in practice. So how does sabotage happen in practice? What is important to the person Something unexpected and external will happen to get in the way, cause a failure. It could be an event planned in advance, a desired achievement at work, a valued relationship. It doesn't matter. What kind of things can happen? The internet may fail. Guests for the event may not show up. A co-worker may get the promotion. The project may not take off. Customers may disappear, the expected money may not come or need to be used to cover urgent expenses. You know, that money that the person was expecting so much when it finally arrives, other urgent and unexpected expenses arrive together. So when they see the money is gone without them having the opportunity to really enjoy it. Or in the case of a valued relationship, the other person may leave. It doesn't matter what happens in life, actually, what kind of situation or circumstance. What you see is that the person does their best and always ends up frustrated, maybe even feeling like a loser and feeling the bitter taste of impotence. People usually come up with rational explanations such as bad karma, bad luck, fate, God's will. Oh, maybe it wasn't meant to be. Uh, it was someone else's fault. Anyway, when they don't take on the burden blaming themselves with a punitive self-criticism, which, by the way, only serves to put themselves even further down, undermining the self-team that was already not very good, right? And there is also that famous attempt of consolation that doesn't help at all. Everything happens for a reason. Well, in my opinion, those who say that usually don't know what the real reason is to actually help. They only raise more doubt. They don't clarify the situation. When I see someone telling something like this, I feel like asking them, so if you say that uh, everything happens for a reason, what's the reason? Of course, they will make that face like, uh, I have no idea. I have no clue. So if you don't know what's the real reason, just don't raise more doubt, okay, in the head of that person that is already frustrated and bothered, maybe suffering because their plans didn't came through, right? And this I can say because I trained my sensitivity to identify the real cause, the real reason of a situation. So yes, I agree that there is a reason behind it. And in my experience, in many cases, The real reason is the acting of a sabotaging sub, because there is no victim in the universe, folks. Somehow, even though we don't know how, we create and attract the situations in our life. And as I always say, to change an effect, you have to work on the cause. And here is the key, identifying the real cause and knowing what and how to do to change the scenario. 
I developed a method for this. After many years as a therapist studying about human nature, spirituality, the laws of life, the universal laws that explain how life works, and also with the help of my spiritual friends on the other side, because I did so many courses on astral journey and you know astral journey is when your physical body is sleeping and your spirit leaves it to go to another dimension the astral plane to meet other people and in my case you know i had the opportunity to receive valuable teachings so putting everything together i developed a method for this to identify the real cause and to know what and how to do to change the scenario not only the method but also the techniques and the tools the right tools to do this kind of work. I use my experience and my knowledge as an astrologer to help me in this process. So I use the natal chart to clearly identify the sabotaging subs and how they act in the person's life, what kind of circumstances they create. This I can see very clearly. And what the birth chart shows me are real negative patterns that are always repeating themselves in life. However, it's important to say one thing. At first, the sub seems to be sabotaging the person's plans and actions. But deep down, the intention is to help in the process of consciousness evolution. The bad sub isn't all that bad because she wants the person to learn to defend herself and put herself first, because vanity makes the person put others first. After all, she needs to please them to get their approval and recognition, right? Everything is made for others to feel good, so she deludes herself into believing that she will be okay if they are okay. Only not! Because staying against yourself, not respecting your own will out of a sense of moral or social obligation, accepting being abused in your goodwill because you are so good that other people will eventually abuse you. All this is not healthy, psychologically speaking. And who is there in the psyche seeing all this clowning? and getting more and more indignant with the good little muggle, Maleficent, or Cruella. And another example of a very common conflict is between a conservative sub, like the one that I call the executioner judge, and a revolutionary, creative, original sub, like the rebel. Can you imagine the fight? The person supports and expresses the socially correct one, who does everything according to the rules of society, which is expected from someone who is trustworthy and respectful. However, they also have a questioning side, which doesn't like to be bossed around and hates rules. What they really like is doing things their way. Wealthful, creative original, full of life and interesting, they feel contempt for the other subs, so annoying and boring, following rules, doing everything right, everything that is expected from them to be considered good person, honest, correct, oh, so boring. That's how the rebel sees the person acting that way to be accepted by other people, by society. So in practice, 
Again, we can see the denied and repressed sub-creating situations to humiliate the person, to make them feel ridiculous trying to look so right to the world. And of course, someone who lives to follow social rules, forcing themselves to never go off the rails, cannot be happy because they don't allow themselves to be spontaneous, making mocking jokes less at themselves. And let's agree that a life full of obligations leaves little room for pleasure, right? And life without pleasure loses its meaning. Then what happens? The soul goes away and the person is left with an emptiness in the chest, with symptoms of depression. But loss and retrieval of the soul is another subject, also discussed in another episode on my podcast. And here I'll be very honest again. I know only one way to end unconscious sabotage. Negotiate with the subs involved to get a peace agreement. And everyone needs to give in, especially the person. After all, to get the respect of the bad sub, an inner change is needed, which requires giving up the vanity of being good. And see, this kind of vanity that I call the vanity of being good is so common to see in religious and spiritual people because it's, at least for me, so easy to identify that they have an unconscious desire to please God or whatever they consider the higher force that created the universe. So it's a kind of a bargain. If they behave If they act like good people, doing charity, helping others, no matter what, if they put others' needs first, then they expect to receive blessings in their lives or at least protection against bad things happening, disasters, disease, accidents in their lives. So, you see, it's the vanity of being a good person to please a divine entity. And also the motivation can be the fear of being punished in life or after death, you know, like burning in hell for not being a good person. It's always that neurotic guilt in their head. And talking about head, everyone lives with their own head, right? So in my opinion, it doesn't matter what others might think and say. After all, you cannot control it, right? You cannot control what someone thinks or says, right? And also, other people have the right to think and say what they want, just like you have the same right. The question is whether or not you care so much that you are dazzled by a compliment or offended or hurt by a comment or a criticism. Because it's your duty to take care of yourself, which includes a good inner management to maintain your mental and emotional health. So if you give importance to what other people say or not, well, this you can choose, right? Or at least the amount of importance that you give to their words. And it's even worse when the other person is not even talking or writing and you are in your negative fantasy imagining what they might be thinking when they're not thinking anything about you. But if you have evilness in your head, in your heart, then you will be expected to be judged in a bad way by them. 
uh, that's very neurotic and that's very also characteristic of a sub like the executioner judge who is so severe critical and demanding so it's like you having an inner voice inside your head always afraid of not being considered a good person by others even strangers in social media for example so as i said it's your duty to take care of yourself okay to be in charge of your mind paying attention to what you give importance to or not to keep your mental and emotional health and also to avoid what i call unnecessary sufferings see nobody else can put order in there but you a good therapist can help but the ultimate effort is yours and that's why it's called inner work because it's a kind of work that you have to do inside yourself and finally if you identify with the nice or right person and see that your life is not going forward as you would like if you after this episode can identify situations in your life where things went wrong out of nowhere despite your efforts be aware that you probably have a conflict between sabotaging subs at least one of them is pretty mad at you for being denied and repressed and they will continue to take revenge with pleasure as long as they are not recognized accepted and respected by you do you want to know more about it want to know what your main subs are and how they have been acting in your life you can go to my website gracyhoo.com g r e i c y h o o.com and book a free enlightenment call with me in theory i say it lasts 45 minutes but in practice my friend it's much longer because i love what i do and when i'm reading a natal chart inspiration flows in abundance and to be very honest you will be surprised and impressed because i will explain a lot in your life everything will finally make sense then if you like we can schedule a single session to do the negotiation with the subs both the diagnostic method and the resolution method were developed by me and you won't see this approach around because yes i am not a conventional therapist and that's exactly why i get faster more efficient longer lasting and incredible results <laughs> with no modesty just being honest because that's the kind of feedback that i get from my clients because in just one session i can transform things in their lives by doing so retrieval or working with their sabotaging subs you can be in doubt questioning like what if uh, you know this negotiation with my sub doesn't work well i am very good with arguments and i never end the session without getting that peace agreement and i had never a case where i didn't get that peace agreement so all my sessions have a happy end and i hope you won't be an exception <laughs> for my success rate <laughs> so after that call you don't have to work with me 
okay? Because I know that this clarification alone will help you. But if you want to resolve the conflict soon, stop the unconscious sabotage and move your life forward. I'm here to help, okay? I suggest you listen to the episodes where I described 14 subs to see if you can identify with any of them. These are number three and four in my podcast. And here I'd like to share with you a testimonial from a dear client for you to have an idea of my work and what kind of result you can expect. I hope this will encourage you and inspire you to book that call with me to know more about my work in practice. I can make a difference in your life, help you transform your life, not only your consciousness and the way you see things, yourself, your relationships with other people and life in general, but also your level of consciousness to upgrade to your best version. And this client, who I will call just M to keep her privacy, she did a few sessions with me, not a therapy process of many months, just a few single sessions, including soul retrievals and work with her sabotaging subs. So here's M giving her testimonial. Okay, testimonial for Gracie. Who? When I came to Gracie, I was confused because I had been working so hard to build my business and I couldn't make that leap. I had read a lot of books and listened to a lot of podcasts and had coaches, taken so many online courses, and I had no idea that the magic of Gracie's work could be so effective so quickly. I feel like what she gave me was a new lease on life. She gave me more than self-discovery. She gave me freedom. And it wasn't only about myself. It was about my ancestors and my angels and people that are with me. And I was able to heal some things that I didn't even know I needed to heal. As a result of working with Gracie, my ideal clients have shown up in my life and I have been able to serve from my soul. And I had always heard about what people said about follow your soul, follow your soul. And I didn't know what that meant. I didn't even know who my soul was. She helped me get in touch with that part of me that always knows what to do, that is confident and bold and, um, she also helped me realize that there are reasons for why I do what I do. And she helped me become someone that is confident and empowered. That's why some of my clients call me a miracle worker. And I hope I can help you have some miracles in your life too. And everything you have to do is go to my website and book that free enlightenment call with me. I'm sure you will be completely amazed by the information that I will give you about your life, explaining why you have been through so many struggles and difficulties in your life. I'm sure this will be very helpful. 
And if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to send me a message on my Instagram at Gracie Who. That's it for today. Stay well and until the next episode.